How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the Houston Texans. We interviewed Nick Casario earlier today. He was on with Seth and myself. Uh, you can get that interview Odyssey Rewind, you can get it on our podcast page, Pain and Pendergast. Download and subscribe. Um, we talk quite a bit about the interview process with D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans jumping on a Zoom with Nick Casario, Callahan, and McNair shortly after a practice on a Friday, two weeks ago, two weeks ago today, um, right 30 minutes after a practice leading into the divisional round against the Dallas Cowboys. Seth asked Nick Casario earlier today, when in that interview did you realize that D'Amico Ryans is your guy? It was very organic, and we mentioned this yesterday. I mean, he and I think he might have mentioned something to somebody after the press conference. He literally raced off the practice field. I think he had like 30 minutes, and he just got in his office, and he got his suit on. And we just started talking. I think sometimes everybody gets caught up in these interviews, having a bunch of books or a PowerPoint presentation or something ridiculous. In the end... It's really meant to be conversational. Give the candidate an opportunity to learn about us, us learn about him. Then we'll do a deep dive into football and some of the specifics. You know, what do you look for offensively? What's important defensively? What's your philosophy? You know, it was interesting having a discussion with him about tackling, just kind of using that as an example. And I mean, look, this is, I mean, we're not proud of this, but we weren't a very good tackling team this year. I mean, it was it was very poor, and all of us are responsible for that. So it's interesting. And conversely, San Francisco was one of the best tackling teams in the league. I think they allowed the least amount of yards after contact of any team in the league. So we had a discussion. So just tackling, that's something obviously you guys are really good at it. It's something you guys, and then he went through kind of, well, here's how we view it. Here's how we practice it. Here's how we drill it. And it was interesting, kind of his philosophy on it. And it's like, okay, then you marry that up with how they play. So then you're starting to see some things match up. So it was a very organic conversation. It went for, you know, a few hours or a little bit more than a few hours, whatever it was. And we just kind of kept going back and forth, back and forth. And you touch on a myriad of different topics. It's not one particular thing. There's a football element. Obviously, there's a personal element. There's a staff element, which I would say the first interview, you don't necessarily pull out a spreadsheet and go through like four or five deep at each position. I mean, that's probably more of a follow-up, but it's just generally speaking, what type of coach, what type of coaches are you looking for, what's important. So you're really just trying to get a general outline of the person, the individual, how they think, what they think is important coaching-wise. 
what are their principles, and then you learn about just the person and who what makes him tick. And I would say it was very apparent in that, I would say, initial conversation. I mean, this guy is basically the way everybody describes him. And there's not one person that we talk to, you know, because we have to do our job and do our research, understand that he has a history here and he played for the organization. And, you know, that was however many years ago. But we have a responsibility to make sure we accumulate as much information as possible. But literally everybody we talked to, I mean, it was the same thing over and over and over. So when you start to see a little bit of a repeat cadence and then you match that up with the discussion, you start to go, okay, yep, I mean, this this looks like it's headed in the right direction. So there was a certain element of patience that we had to display because of the parameters and rules that were in place. But in the end... I think we're all happy with the end result, and you know, now it's time to go to work. It's it's a long cut, um, but I but it was Seth. That yeah. was two pronged insight insight into D'Amico Ryan's and in the interview in the interview specifically him is the interview subject. As somebody who kind of nerds out on the hiring process in the NFL, the just the general the general outlay of a first interview with a prospective head coach. Is, that's the first time I've ever heard a GM lay it out that way. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a spreadsheet. We're trying to find out these things, and then we're trying to find out about the person. That that was really cool. I don't know if the audience liked it, but I like that cut a no, lot. I, I thought, um, especially I think because with Nick, you know, a lot of what he does is pretty methodical and analytical, and 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 you wonder, okay, where is that balanced out necessarily? And I think it's just. A lot of it is, you know, when you when football guys get together and guys that are wired the same way, like I think Nick and and D'Amico are wired in the same way in a lot of important ways. Um, they just they just I, it feels like they just hit it off, um, and you start having these conversations where you know one guy says one thing and it, it sparks something in your brain or it lets you see like with the tackling. There was very obvious that Nick was very intrigued by the fact that the 49ers had a method for for teaching better tackling, and it's and it's what I've told you all along, Sean, which is that this is exactly I, nothing drives me crazier when I hear a football coach say that not being able to tackle in practice is one of the reasons they don't tackle well. Like, well, there's other teams out there that also aren't allowed to hit in practice and they're tackling well. So where the hell is your excuse? The 49ers, like several other teams out there have used rugby-style tackling and drills and everything for a long mm-hmm. time. Because back when they started changing the practice rules, some smart coaches realized, oh, you know who tackles a whole bunch without being able to wear helmets or anything is uh, rugby players. So let's have at it. <laughs> and and yeah. that's why the 49ers tackle so well. And and honestly, some of the other things that go into that, and I wonder, I'd like to talk to D'Amico about this. When Nick started talking about decision-making on the field and guys being able to handle it, that's big in rugby. Which is because you know the coaches aren't out there. You're not sending in a play, so the captain in rugby is a really, really big deal. Like you got to trust him to make decisions, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I, I I I think there's there are a lot of different perspectives that guys have to where I think philosophically Nick and D'Amico see eye to eye on a lot of things, but when it comes to the technical side of things, there are things D'Amico just knows that Nick hasn't been exposed to. Yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Yep. Um, the interview went. A few hours. He said a few hours and said more than a few hours. I'd love to know what the average first interview for a prospective NFL head coach is. Yeah. Is it is that a norm, you it's know, for it to right, be a few when they're hours. also those guys are in a playoff run. Yeah. Like what is the norm yeah, there? And what yeah. have you budgeted for time? Yeah, yeah. Was I mean, it, on, it was on a Friday, was it not? It was. Yeah. yeah. So on a Friday, 
usually in a lot of a lot of NFL teams try not to deviate too much from their norm when they're in the playoffs. Um, including like Belichick. You would think Belichick must work 21 hours days during the playoffs. Their feeling is that, look, if we've got the right process for preparing for a game, then we're not going to change that all of a sudden right. for a big game. We're just going to, maybe we'll be that much more focused just naturally, but we're we're not going to miss out on sleep and everything. And the hay is kind of in the so, barn right. at that point. So Friday, yeah, the game plan is in. You've installed everything. Yeah. There's only so much. You don't want to... There's a danger on a Friday night that if you start thinking too much, you're going to change things and make it harder for the players. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that D'Amico probably had extra time to just kind of expand a little bit. Nick Casario said at the press conference yesterday that D'Amico, at the end of the interview, um, these are my words now, saying kind of tried to close the deal. You know, at the end of the interview, he said, they they asked him, do you want, do you have have any, you know, any uh, last thoughts you want to give us here before we hang up? And he said, yeah, bring me home. You know, I want, I want this job. Um, I, Ask Nick about the reaction to that. Is that a normal thing for coaches to do at the end of a first interview with a team? Every interview kind of takes on its own life. I think the one thing that was apparent is just how sincere and how heartfelt he was about this place, the organization, and the opportunity to be the coach here. And literally, it was kind of a you have anything else you just want to leave us with? Do you have anything else you want to add? Because, really, we want to hear from the candidate, like hear their perspective. Like nobody wants to listen to me like for two hours talk on a Zoom and not let the candidate talk. So I'll do that on this show. But anyways, so <laughs> we gave him the opportunity there at the end. And then literally, like we hung up, and it was kind of like not a, like a surreal moment, but it was almost like, man, this – I mean, this is everything that he's about – and it's genuine and it's sincere. And everybody that's been around him sees that. So it's very apparent. So we kind of <laughs> recalibrated because what we what we did is, I mean, however many candidates we interviewed, seven or eight, we go through the process and we kind of had a system in place. And, you know, you have different criteria of different traits. And then we kind of talk through each candidate. What do we like? What are some strengths? What are some weaknesses? What are actually some follow-up questions that maybe we didn't cover that we could hit the next time. So just like you do after any game, all right, what happened in a game? All right, what happened? Here's what went well. Here are some things we have to improve. Here are some things maybe we can do better next time. So that was a discussion, and we all just kind of sat there and were like, wow. I mean, that was I mean, it was eye-opening, but it wasn't surprising necessarily because of, I would say, all the information that we had that described like who he is as a person because in the end, like we talked about, I mean, I know everybody wants to talk X and O's, but, and D'Amico articulated this as well, I thought very well yesterday. It's about people, it's about connection, and it's about getting players to do what you ask them to do. And how do you get them to that point? You pour into them, you coach them hard, you have a standard of performance that everybody has to adhere to, but there has to be a little bit of give and take. So that was uh, that was that was Nick on D'Amico closing the deal. Right, and, um, you know, I think this is where D'Amico having him in a player helps a lot because Nick also mentioned at a different point about how all these people say so many great things about him and you keep hearing it over and over and over again from all these different people from different from different teams, from different times in his career, different circumstances, and as a coach as well. I think the one advantage maybe you have in going after a former player or evaluating a former player is that you've got a lot of objective data on him just about that kind of stuff, the Mm -hmm. leadership stuff, where I think when people are talking about a player, 
and not even thinking about it in the context of whether you could be a coach or not. A lot of those things come out, and you get an unfiltered opinion about a guy um, from all these different places. you got more data, you know, and you don't necessarily have that with assistant coaches. And then when you get into the interview process, the problem with the interview process is, for one, like we know if you've interviewed people, that it's easy to present a false front sometimes. And the part that the part that's really interesting is that the for D'Amico to fake what he talks about, it's not the stuff that anybody who would be inclined to fake it would actually talk about. Right. Like for the most part, the phonies as defensive or offensive coordinators, the guys that don't make it as a head coach, they want to be known as geniuses. Like they want to, they really need to know, they really need you to know how smart they Scheme are. Scheme it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't to say that the there are some geniuses that that is what they they bank sure. on and everything, but um, like I don't think there's many that necessarily not coaches, not NFL head coaches that focus so much on talking about pouring themselves into another player and helping them be as good as they are. But if they do, you don't necessarily have the data. Like, how do you prove that as a coach that that was what made you different as an assistant coach? Whereas with a player, like you've got. Quotes from going back to Brian Cushing's rookie year, yeah, about from Brian Cushing himself about how selfless D'Amico was and how much he cared about helping him, and and so many teammates like that. That he's just he's authentic, he's genuine. That's yep. the that's the real deal. Um, final segment coming up. We'll find out what the guys got going on on in the loop today. I think I can guess, but we'll talk to Landry Locker, Wade Smith in for John Lopez today. So Wade was out at the press conference yesterday as well. Uh, so looking forward to hearing his thoughts. Um, I think the one big thing you should feel really, really good about coming away from the last 24 hours. We'll tell you what that is on our way out next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.